the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. It feels like a Friday because it feels like the end of a week. Good grief, man. I feel like I almost need a cigarette and a shot of Jack Daniels, and I don't do either. But we are reaching the end. Or, or, or we're, well, we're still not there. We're still not at the end of this border wall battle. Oh, so I don't know how you relieve the stress and the tension, but thank you for being here with me. I've got, I've got a huge slice of chocolate cake. And a cup of coffee. So that will suffice for me to, to take the edge off tonight. And you know who keeps me laughing always takes the edge off? It's my buddy DJ Carrot Stick. We all love DJ <laughs> Looks like maybe for Christmas we might be getting a shutdown from the government. Well, we'll see because, uh, you know, Trump stood up. He stood like a big, fat, beautiful, 40-foot high cement wall. Up against the opposition, which was both parties, Republican and Democrat, who tried to stop the fulfillment of a long-promised wall. We're going back to the Democrats actually voting for a wall back in 2006. There was a time when Harry Reid said that any country that allowed for birthright citizenship was insane. There was a time when President Obama said that it was wrong for people to come here illegally and that English should be our first language. This is about giving our country away for power. And the American people said no. This, this is – so what's ended up happening, to catch y'all up, in case you haven't caught up on the news, President Trump signaled that he was going to sign an ongoing continuing resolution without any border wall funding. And conservatives were warm, me included. Because one of the reasons why President Trump, if not the main reason for why an outsider – rose to the top of 17 Republicans in the primary. I I, I hate reruns, but I got to say it again, was because of the wall. He came down those escalators. What did he talk about? He talked about illegal immigration. He talked about Americans being murdered. He talked about the drugs coming through. He talked about the gangs. It was almost instantly when the American people started chanting at his rallies, build that wall, seal the border, which was a promise that the Republican Party had made in 2014. In 2012, in 2010. In fact, let, let me, to, to remind everybody a little bit of that and, and why this was a critical point for not just President Trump, but for the Republican Party to actually finally, at least for now, 
to appear as though they were going to fulfill a promise. I want to play you this clip from Jim Jordan. Do we have that DJ Carrot Sticks? To change it. We got to change it. Fool the American people four times. Shame on Congress, because that's what we've done. Four times we've promised them that we would build the wall and put it on the spending bill. And now we're saying, oh, oh no, we're going to kick but it Alex, February. Yeah. Pelosi's going to be speaker. It'll never happen. But, we got to do it now. But Alex- Absolutely. We had to do it now. And that's why the American people, including Trump's base, were so angry about the, the prospect that two years in, President Trump said last spring, I'm not going to sign when he signed the omnibus, never again. So President Trump went back. Said to, said to the leadership today, the Republican Party, and I believe that this is this is a hat tip to President Trump. He listens to people. He saw Ann Coulter's tweets. He saw Malkin, Michelle Malkin on the news. He was listening to Rush, and he heard the pushback from conservatives who said, you will not get reelected because if this wall doesn't get funded now, it never will be, which means your signature campaign promise will go unfulfilled. We still don't have Obamacare repeal and replace done. And if the wall never gets built and if, and if the funding got kicked down the road, like, as though they can get it now with the Republican leadership, but we're supposed to we're supposed to trust it's going to happen under Speaker Pelosi. And they said, no, it won't happen. So Trump went back to the Republican Party and he said, you I, I'm not going to sign any bill that doesn't have border security, including the wall in it. So, you know, the and what happened? They got the five point seven billion added back into the bill. It wasn't that hard. Yeah, there were seven Republicans that didn't vote for it, the schmucks that they are. But we need to know who that is because they've outed themselves because they're part of the the promises that have been made, as Jim Jordan talked about, and they refuse to fulfill the promises. We need to know who they are. One of the benefits of of Trump standing up is not just getting the funding, but exposing the Republicans for who they are, each and every one of them. And as I said last night and said today, I am not going to vote again for a Republican just because they've got the R after their name, because what's the point? If they're just going to be voting for Democrats, then we need to we need to route them all out. We need to route out every Paul Ryan that's out there. So the House and, and they fought. Why they fight it? I was thinking they fought adding this five point seven like my baby Bo fights when I got to give him his monthly pill. And it's really huge pill. And I got to wrap it in like a mound of peanut butter. And I got to like shove it down his throat. And then I got to hold his milk and, and blow air up his schnoz. But then he still holds on to it and spits it out. And I got to go grab it and get and try again. That's what's been going on with the Republican Party. They're fighting it. But this is what the American people want. So much so that there was actually a GoFundMe that was started by a triple, triple amputee military war hero. Who said, this must happen. We must get the wall. I did not fight. And other American heroes did not fight for this country to have it being given away. To have people invading and murdering Americans and taking advantage of taxpayers. We must get this wall. And I said today, no, I am not going to fund. I'm not going to give any money. Some people said back to me, oh, Andrea, this will send an important message. Our votes sent the message. Our votes told them clearly what we wanted. And the solution should not have to be the American taxpayers who've already been built to have to come up with more money. Five billion dollars? That's nothing. That was that probably not much more than the cost of Michelle Obama and her mother trotting all around the world on us. We're, we will still we're, we're still having to pay that woman's retirement. Why are we why are we supporting Michelle Obama's mother? Don't come complain to me about a dime for border security when the U.S. taxpayers is paying for Michelle Obama's mother. Ridiculous. Susan Collins complained because now what's happened, now it's got to go to the Senate. Oh, she was grousing today. What's Trump trying to do, ruin my life? Because all the Republican senators have gone home. Well, I don't care. 
home. You didn't handle your business. Alarius is here. His people don't handle the business. Does he let them go home? No. No. You ain't going home. You handle your business. And it's time for us to be handling the business of this country. But here's a, here's a little tip as to really what's going on inside the Republican Party. This um, Some schmuck Republican Johnson out of Wisconsin, obviously a buddy of Paul Ryan, he says uh, in response to Trump saying he wasn't going to sign any bill without border security, he says, I'm not sure what leverage President Trump thinks he has at this moment. The way, here's the critical part of his statement, the way you create leverage, he says, is to keep this issue alive and keep arguing why we need to secure the border. How long have they been promising us a border? And we have a Republican on record to the media. I think this was to Reuters saying the way you create leverage is to not solve the problem, not do what you promised the voters you were going to do, who were paying your bills, by the way, because one term in Congress and they're they're set for life with their pensions and health care. And their plan, as this guy exposed and said proudly, you don't solve the problem. You keep talking about it. You keep gnawboning on it. Keep reminding the people why, why it's so important to have it. So your plan is, is to tell us why we need it. And, of course, we see why we need it when we see young ladies like Molly Tibbetts being murdered and dumped in a cornfield. Kate Steinle shot in the face or wherever she was shot. Gang members coming here. Drugs across our border. I think President Trump threw the number out today that was like $200 billion a year that it's costing us. And you're, and, and you're saying that the, the strategy is to not solve the problem. And that's why, that's the biggest problem that we have in, right now in this one-party system. They never, they don't want to solve problems. In fact, they're, bus- they're in the business of creating problems so that they can then have something to, to complain about and try to gain power over. That's part of why they want the open borders. They want to expand the dependency class, create a bunch of problems in the country economically from a financial standpoint and from a national security standpoint and then say oh you got to keep electing us because we've got this problem we got to solve it and then they never solve the problem they just make it worse we'll see what happens with the senate president trump is on record he says he is not signing a bill without border security and i think he means it i don't think he really meant it when he had that meeting with pelosi i think uh, he with pelosi and schumer a couple weeks ago I think he was showing he was a little squeamish there. I think what's happened is President Trump got there, and I think he was able – He his going along with the establishment Republicans. Because what the, what the play is, is any time – remember back when we gave the House – the Tea Party gave the House to the Republicans, and all the Tea Party, newly elected Tea Party freshman Congress people went to D.C. and got sucked into the establishment game. Because the establishment marginalized them, didn't give them any committee assignments, because they don't want any of these upstarts who actually want limited government you know, involved here. So I think the play was, when Trump got there, was to condition him in, into this plan of never solving any problem. And I think that when he still had his base of support, when Obamacare didn't get replaced, when he signed the omnibus bill and he still had support, I think, I think that he started thinking that he could go along with the kicking it down the road and see if he could do something different. And I think that, that he's realizing that he can't. So I think he absolutely means it that he will veto it. And uh, as for the government shutdown, Susan Collins, another reason why she was grousing is when are we going to learn we can't have shutdowns? No, when are y'all going to learn that we're on to you, that shutdowns never hurt anybody? The only people who have ever been hurt by a shutdown were the World War II vets that got, ki- that got kicked out of a memorial by Obama. They're the only ones who got hurt. 
maybe some crunchies that didn't get to go to up, up in the northwest and get to go to a park someday because the parks were closed. It's ridiculous. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got uh, John Kiz- Kizarek. Zamarek, I can never pronounce his name, from the stream is going to be here because other breaking news today involves Syria and the removal of troops from Syria, the plan to remove our troops from Syria, and that resulting in the resignation of General Mattis. So John Zamarek from the stream will be here. Then a little bit later, Al Rod is here, news you can use. We've got to talk about what's going to happen with the taxes with the Dems taking the House, and then Rod's going to have some uh, estate planning advice involving a guardianship of children. So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea K here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand a costly, devastating seven year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego, The Answer. Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, we are underway in our drive to send care packages to our armed forces deployed overseas for Christmas. And we hope you'll join us. You have in the past, and we need your help again. You walk down the post office, and there's a package with your name on it. You open it up. It's got coffee. It's got uh, candies. It's got socks. It's got all these items in there. And everyone around you is like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could get a care package. And you share that with your uh, fellow uh, soldiers. You share that with your family members overseas with you. Care packs are ready to go with all sorts of premium cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and even some holiday treats. However, we can't send any of them without your help. We're asking you to go to the phone and give generously, dictate a personal greeting, and then select the number of care packs you'd like to send. It's easy to do. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice. When you receive that care package, it it resonates to everybody that there's somebody back home loving you and wanting you to be safe and showing that gratitude. And that, that uh, resonates throughout the entire unit, the entire house of soldiers. Call 855 the number 7 troops. 855-787-6677. Right now, to say thank you for each $100 donation, you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Your gift of $100 sends four care packs and while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Call 855 the number 7 troops. 855 787 6677. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at theanswersandiego.com. 
You've almost opened up to someone so many times. You need to get it off your chest so you can get past this, but you just can't find the right person to talk to. It's hard to be completely honest about how you feel and what you've done. I know, I was there too. I was getting desperate. And then I found Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a team of licensed Christian counselors who share your faith and will help you through your problem. They want to give you a free week just so you can try them out. You can begin a conversation when you're ready by text or phone, even video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. And your first week is free. If it's not for you, you can cancel during your first week and not pay a dime. Why not give it a try? Go to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. Talk to someone who can help. Go right now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew Kish. I forgot to give the number out in case anybody wanted to chime in. I just launched into my impromptu monologue tirade, 888-344-1170 if you would like to call in. My question for you is what do you think the couple questions? If you want to tell me what you think the Senate's going to do now because since they, you know, were too lily-livered to change the and go to a straight majority and get rid of the filibuster proof. They're going to need to bring 10 Dems over. And what do you think is going to happen? Or we're going to end up in a shutdown. The other question is, what do you think about Mattis, Mad Dog, resigning today? What are your thoughts on that? 888-344-1170. Here to discuss that, um, as well as what the which ties into the original reason we had him scheduled to come on the show, is John Zamerick from The Stream. I had him scheduled to come on to talk about the removal of troops from Syria and what it implies. And that evidently is what has spurred General Mattis to resign. Hi, John. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hi. Thanks. Good to be on. All right. So, oh, sorry, sorry, my beagles in the background. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was you shouting for joy because you no, are on the Andrea K. K. Show. I have two beagles. <laughs> no, I got two beagle puppies I rescued, and they oh. uh, I get loud. Oh, it's funny because I, I, earlier in the show I was talking, I was using my dog. He's a rescue. He's half Sharpe, yeah. half, half Chocolate Lab, and about oh. how the Republicans fought so hard on adding a, you know, a few pennies to the budget for a border wall. It was like me fighting with my baby Bo to get him to take his <laughs> monthly pill. You know, you know what it's like when you're trying to get him to take a pill? They fight it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we have to wrap it in bacon so the Democrats will eat it. I don't know <laughs> what kind of bacon would it require. Maybe free sex change operations for every illegal alien that Planned Parenthood wants to do using money seized from Christian churches. Maybe that would be enough bacon to wrap around the pill. Well, it can't be bacon now, my brother, because we've got two Muslims that have been elected to Congress, one of which you know, pretended that she was anti, not in favor of the BDS right. Uh, of Israel and then came out and said to her voters, psych, you know, I really am anti-Israel, so can't go with that. Um, but let's talk about uh, Syria. This, the story about Syria has gotten not enough attention this week. Right. You know, it was, I think it's very important. It uh, is. I, I was happy to see that um, that uh, um, Mike Huckabee and the Family Research Council and Frank Gaffney and my friend Eric Metaxas have all come out on this. It seems like the whole Christian right, that's a huge part of the president's base, is waking up on this issue. What's happening in Syria is, right now, the Kurds are doing the bulk of the fighting against ISIS. And the U.S. has been hunkered down there, giving them advice, 
and protecting them from the Turks, because the Turks don't like the fact that the Kurds have a region with religious freedom, with a multi-ethnic democratic government that irks Erdogan, the president of Turkey, who wants to commit genocide against the Kurds and against the Syrian Christians. He did it already in January in part of Syria called Afrin. He sent in al-Qaeda mercenaries to hunt down the thousands of Kurds who converted to Christianity mm. in these makeshift evangelical Kurdish churches that have been popping up in the Kurdish region, because unlike the rest of the Muslim world, you have free, religious freedom in the, Kurd, in the Kurdish region, and Muslims are free to convert to Christianity if they want to. Thousands of them were doing it. Well, when, when Turkey invaded Syria, this part of Syria in January, they sent al-Qaeda mercenaries, to, and they put a bounty on the heads of Christian converts. Wow. They burned their churches. They drove the Yazidis, the helpless Yazidi minorities, and the Syrian, Syrian Christians out. They bombed hospitals. There were more than 100,000 refugees created in that invasion in January. If the, if the, if the Turks invade Kurdistan, as they've said they're going to, um, if, when the U.S. pulls out, there will be three, four, five hundred thousand Kurdish refugees, wow. and they won't be able to go to Turkey because Turkey is their enemy. They will all end up in Europe. Yeah, this is this is a real surprising. This was billed to us as oh success. We've defeated ISIS. Now we get to bring our people home. And I think that we understood that President Trump was not, you know, a, a hawk that wanted to go and engage in wars. I do think that many people have come to realize that the, the going into Iraq was a mistake. I never believed oh, yeah. it was about WMD. It was always about the notion of of I did a documentary called Baking Apple Pies because it was based on the notion that Bush had that oh if we just, you know, showed him some love from America and bake some apple pies for him, they would love us and wouldn't want to kill us, which wasn't the truth. Right. Um so I, you know I, I get, called it bombing the bombing Iraq until it turned into Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. Um well within within they tried to do, you know, set up a set up a nation state, set up a democracy over there uh, for people that had no taste for it. But, but you he, know the interesting thing is the Kurds have created yes. a democracy just like the one we thought we would do in Iraq. They did it on their own mm-hmm. and they helped us. They volunteered to wipe out ISIS for us in return for us protecting them from the Turks. And we're so betraying them. It, and we're, and we're betraying them, and the result is going to be thousands of dead Christians, hundreds of thousands of dead and, and, and refugee Kurds, uh, the utter discrediting of the U.S. We will be see- – it was only a week ago that our soldiers were fighting side by side against ISIS, and now we're going to turn them over to the Turks? I, I, I have a piece at stream.org. I hope you will take a look at it. Trump faced down Erdogan, then blinked and caved. Why? And what Why happened you- was er- Erdogan threatened to attack U.S. soldiers. Last week, threatened to attack U.S. soldiers in Syria if they got between him and the Kurds he wanted to kill. And at first, Trump stood up to him, and then Trump caved. And Secretary Mattis has resigned over it to his credit. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was that Erdogan said. But it looks like we are caving, betraying our allies, and getting absolutely nothing in return. And on top of it, I mean, you know, as Christians, one of the things that was so disturbing was Dinesh D'Souza absolutely was correct when he said in his movie 2016 that by the end of Obama's presidency, we would have a militarily and economically neutered America, and we would have a Middle East under Islamic control with Christians being persecuted. And that's exactly what happened with the Arab Spring and, you know, and what ended up erupting. And here we had we had the beginnings of a true awakening in that region of religious freedoms, and now we're going to leave them to slaughter. It makes absolutely no sense. I know that President Trump, you know, was not somebody who was going to want to take, 
you know, take us into battle unnecessarily. But there's no reason to bring home people and, and to destabilize that area and leave Christians to slaughter. Um, I will say about Mattis, though, that, you know, I, um, I, I'm a little surprised that he would leave because of this move. I mean, I, I'm not really sure. I kind of was a little squeamish on Mattis when he felt well, he like we should stay. Yeah, like- he thought we should stay in the Iran nuke deal. Right, right. I mean, he has his flaws, but he's leaving over this because there's almost universal consensus among our military leaders that this is a bad idea. These people have been over there. They've met with the Kurdish fighters. They've worked with them. They've seen them as honorable, valuable U.S. allies, the the most pro-American people in the region outside of Israel. And for us to throw them to the wolves, I just think is distasteful to soldiers who have essentially been in the trenches with them. Well, yeah, and it's is dis- it true that we have about two thousand soldiers there? Yeah, special forces who are embedded mainly as advisors, and really, what their job is is as a tripwire to keep the Turks from coming in and slaughtering the Kurds and the Christians. So, if we want to get out of there, what we should do is arm the Kurds to the teeth. And tell Turkey that if it invades, we're kicking it out of NATO and cutting off all aid. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking, well, hasn't that been our role in Japan, Germany, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, post-World War II? I mean, isn't that why we've got installations all, all around the world is because we were protecting, you know, uh, you, you know, others. And so now we're going to we're going to but we're going to pull out from here and leave Christians for slaughter. It doesn't make sense. I mean, yes, he was secretary of defense, but there's other we've got the joint chiefs. He's who, who told him to do this? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Trump did this. I think I, th- I think maybe uh, someone I usually like, Rand Paul, gave him some bad advice. And I mean, it, I'm in general anti-intervention. I opposed our intervention in Yugoslavia in 1999. Uh, I opposed the Iraq War back in 2002. I, you know, I opposed the attempt to overthrow Assad. I, att- I, I opposed most American interventions. This is one of the few smart ones. Yeah. Yeah, it really this doesn't make any not sense. The place to, this is not the place to test anti-interventionism because it's going to blow up in our face and make, make anti-interventionism look idiotic. It's going to empower the neocons for another 20 years of chaos and destruction. Well, how can we get the message to Trump? I believe he listens. I think the reason why he, he realized he made some missteps here and he needed to push back and get the funding for the wall was because people st- with big voices started pushing right. back and he paid attention from Coulter and Malkin right. and others. So Yeah, you- well, go on. Go talk to him on Twitter. Call the White House. Get your pastor and the Christian organizations you're involved with. Let them know that we're not going to stand by and, 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 and watch our allies – and, and the Christians who are working with them and the churches they have built be demolished by this fake NATO ally, Turkey, which is you – now, Turkey is doing a lot of destructive things. They're meddling in the elections in the Netherlands. Erdogan w- went to Turkey and told Turkish women living there to have more kids so they could outvote the Germans and impose Sharia law. I mean, t- Turkey is our next big enemy in Europe. Yeah. Forget Russia. Turkey is the next threat. Well, yeah, and, and which means they're also with it. If we don't stay over there and keep that and keep them at bay, it's also, uh, you know, who's who's going to be left over there to pr- help protect Israel. So, uh, right. yeah. So, well, thank you so much. John Zimerick thank from you. thank you from the stream dot org. Go read his article. And uh, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get into, uh, well, actually, we're going to continue to talk a little military because I don't know, know if you guys heard about the Army Green Beret who 
you know, risked his life for America, came back, and years later suddenly he does an interview, and now he's being charged with premeditated murder. Former JAG officer and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley will be here after the break, and we're going to ask him about that. And then also some other, and then he and Al and Al's here. We're going to be talking a little taxes with them. So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. It happens every year. People who don't understand the First Amendment of the Constitution launch legal attacks on Christmas. This year's Grinch Award goes to an elementary school principal in Nebraska who banned Santas on worksheets, Christmas trees in classrooms, an elf on the shelf, making ornaments, reindeer, and yes, red and green items, since those are Christmas colors. My favorite was her ban on candy canes because they're shaped like a J for Jesus, and the red is for the blood of Christ and the white for the resurrection. Who knew? Following expressions of outrage from parents and teachers, the school district reversed the anti-Christmas policy, strike another blow for Christmas and the First Amendment. Yes, the First Amendment says government may not respect the establishment of religion, but that still leaves plenty of room for you and your children to enjoy a Merry Christmas, even at school. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, this Christmas, we've teamed up to send care packages to our military serving overseas who miss their loved ones, some of whom will receive no care packs at all unless we send them today. I had a young soldier, a couple of deployments while I was in Iraq. His family just couldn't send him something. My wife would call up places like Move America Forward and send care packages on their behalf because... They didn't have that family member who could afford it or knew how to send it. Won't you call in? Won't you help out or give online? Care packs are ready to go to our armed forces overseas. Call in, dictate a greeting, and the number of care packs you would like to send. Your gift of $100 sends four care packs to a serviceman or woman who won't be with their family this Christmas. And each $100 donation will send you a $20 gift card to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Go to the phone right now and help out. 855, the number 7, and the word troops. 855-787-6677. That's 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or you can give online at theanswersandiego.com. Call 855, the number 7, troops. So receiving a care package, receiving a letter from home, or even from a... 
another state stating that they miss us and they love us and they can't wait for us to be home with our families is so impactful. It's such a humbling experience and it also lets us know that we're not just over there. That's 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Call 8557-TROOPS, 8557-TROOPS, that's 855-787-6677. While supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate from Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations, La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 8557-TROOPS or give online at theanswersandiego.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Sometimes I do it while eating a big slice of chocolate cake, chips, all kinds of different things that I eat. Uh, joining me now via phone, I'm disappointed because I was hoping he'd be in the studio with me and Al tonight for Al Rod is former JAG officer and estate and tax and estate planning attorney, Rod Hatley. Hey, Rod, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, Rod, before uh, we talk about, um, you know, a specific area of estate planning that uh, has been on my heart that I wanted to ask you about, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as a former JAG officer, if you've been following the story of this Green Beret, the former Green Beret, who in 2011 had been interrogating a suspected terrorist bomber in Afghanistan. He ends up later taking the life of the terrorist. And he, he, I guess he was, they did an investigation. He, they removed his honor, you know, stripped him of his silver medal, but they didn't prosecute him. Then he does an interview on Fox a couple years Uh ago, and now he's being charged with premeditated murder. Have you ever seen anything like this when you were in the JAG Corps? No. Um, and, uh, of course, I was Navy. Uh, this gentleman is an Army, and I think wasn't he a Green Beret or, or yes. maybe still is a Green Beret. Um, uh, we, it, we have different missions, but I never uh, saw a situation like this. But um, I know that the Army, and the Navy and the Army, each of them has an investigative division. In the Navy, it's the Naval Criminal Investigative Service, NCIS. You may have seen the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Harmon's yummy. Uh, <laughs> but that's all Hollywood. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, but the um, the Army has the um, Criminal Investigative Division, so CID is the acronym it, it has. And so um, I, I guess, based on what I understand about the case, now I don't know a lot about it, but if um, CID did their investigation and they now, uh, I guess, uh, under the Manual for Courts Martial, they probably have... Uh, uh, referred and preferred to a general court martial uh, charges and specifications they're under for uh, murder, which uh, you know certainly is a uh, you know carries a very stiff penalty, which you know could, could be a you know a death. You know, so um, I, I guess uh, if I were his de- criminal defense counsel, and certainly uh, as a, as an army uh, man himself, he has the right to have an individual military counsel appointed to represent him. And if he wanted to, he could always hire his own individual uh, uh, civilian counsel, too. Uh, if I were his, uh, re- but regardless, I, w- I would probably tell him, look, the less you say 
out there, the better. You know, let's not give these people right. anything to hang their hat on. Well, but see, so, the, the, yeah, I, I excuse yeah, me for interrupting. I, I think the thing is, is that because they did an investigation and said there was not sufficient evidence to charge him, they just stripped him of his, his patch, his seal patch. That ah. was in 2011. You know, I mean, who yeah. knew that the military sits and watches interviews? They said that there was not sufficient evidence at the time in 2011 when they at the time when they did the investigation. But now suddenly because of one word he says – on Fox News, they're going to charge him with premeditated murder. Well, suddenly, the, what, suddenly, what suddenly the word? What he said, the "Yeah, word? he was asked well, if he killed the, the the terrorist, and he said yes." But he, that admission had been a part of the investigation in 2011, so there was no new evidence presented. And this is, you know, so it just it seems as though, I, and, and that seems weird to me that they did an investigation, well, said there wasn't sufficient evidence, but now suddenly they've got sufficient evidence because of one word on a on a TV interview. I want to get to our well, next topic, I, but your thoughts. Sure. Well, I, I, th- I think what he's contending is that uh, they're making it out as if he assassinated this individual. And he says, I never said I assassinated the man. I just right. said I killed the man. So that's where, you know, obviously the charges will, you know, and, and the, the prosecutors uh, and the defense counsel will have to fight that out in court, I suppose. I mean, ideally, this thing doesn't end up going to a court martial, but... You know, uh, unless they could show, you know, it was in self-defense or this was a part of his military duties and the, the man died as a result of that, you know, it was unavoidable, you know, unavoidable uh, death um, or justifiable homicide. You know, it gets into a really um, a real tangled uh, web there. So uh, all I can say is that if CID has information that they believe, um, you know, justifies taking this to a court martial, then I'm, I have to defer to them. But. He's contending. I didn't say that. I did. He did. He's saying I did not. I did not say that I assassinated the man. I just killed the man. Yeah, he was asked a question. And yes. Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting. He was asked a yes or no question, and he said yes. And and final question for you in regarding this case is that you know um, it, he, he I'm sure he's assuming that it was already investigated and dropped. How long does the military continue to scrounge and watch interviews for people to and then reopen cases? Well, there's no statute of limitations on the crime of murder, so I mean, uh, it. Uh, I, I would just think, you know, if I were his criminal defense attorney, I would say, you know what, the, the less you say, the better. Well, um, you know, my you and I both love the movie A Few Good Men, and I've thought a lot about oh, yeah. that movie, you know, here because one of the things that Colonel, you know, and and it related to this case. I mean, this is a tough one because you know I, I get that he would want to kill this man. I I would like to every terrorist to have you know a slow, painful death, beginning with their toenails <laughs> ripped out by the pliers. But we can't have. It's like he says in the movie, son, we follow orders or people die. We use, we use yeah. words like code and honor. And, you know, sure. I, as much as, as, as I, uh, you know, I'm glad that the terrorist is dead, we can't have people out there in the military. They've got to respect the chain of command. They've got to follow the rules of engagement, correct? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I've been trying for weeks to get Rod back on the show is there's, there's an issue that's been a concern to me that we've never talked about all the segments I've had you on Rod to talk about estate planning and it's incorporating guardianship of minor children and, right. And, and sure enough today, um, my best friend in Louisiana had to go to a funeral. Her friend mid Uh, mid forties was found unresponsive last week, passed away. She left behind. Yeah. She left behind two children, a 21 year old and a 16 year old. She's divorced. The oh, ex, yeah. yeah. The, the ex-husband is is an alcoholic. She has remarried, mm-hmm. to lay out kind of the scenario yeah. for you. She's remarried. 
um, lives in the home that she got in the divorce. We don't know if there's a mortgage. You know, uh, yeah. so we don't know what's going to happen. Is the kid's going to have to sell the home? Does he get to stay with the stepdad because he's not doesn't want to go live? These are all kinds of questions that people don't think about getting resolved. Oh sure, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we can uh, have a conversation about that when we visit with clients. And if they've got youngsters, someone under the age of uh, eighteen, then you know we have a conversation. Well, who in the event something happens to you? Uh, you, you, we're not talking necessarily you passed away, but let's maybe say you become severely incapacitated as a result of an injury or a disease or what have you, then who takes uh, care of your uh, minor children? And so that's how uh, the, the planning can be really, really impactful. And uh, sometimes, um, you know, you can, I can do what's called a confidential exclusion of a guardian where, you know, maybe the natural biological parent, in this case, it sounds like it's the the father, the biological father, is an alcoholic. So, you know, obviously not a proper person to have custody, although this is the biological father, and he would have a better right than anybody else. But but a a confidential exclusion of guardian is a document that we prepare. It's, It's sealed up in an envelope, and it's kept with the estate planning portfolio. And if somebody in the family wants to claim the child... Uh, or, you know, you don't have, you know, in this case, obviously the biological father who's an alcoholic, then that can be provided to the court. And uh, usually that's a way to back somebody off of asking for, uh, um, you know, guardianship because it, it would be embarrassing facts that would come out. So usually that's a great way to say, you know what, if you want to pursue this, that's fine. But there's a, you know, there's some bad information about you that we'll share with the court. So, if you really want to push this, certainly have at it, but know that there's a consequence for it. Or if you don't want to go through that, then maybe, you know, you let somebody else take over. Yeah. Another question that came up we were talking about is we don't know if there's a mortgage on the house. This was the house she got in the divorce. We don't know if there's a mortgage. You know, the kid's sure. not going to be capable. You know, hopefully she left life insurance, and I guess that's how the mortgage would yeah. get paid. But, I mean, kid paying the mortgage, so, do yeah. they get to assume the mortgage? I mean, what happens with the house and, the, and what other properties? Uh, well, I mean, if, if there's a mortgage on the home, then um, I guess, you know, we would sit down and we would just try to figure out, uh, you know, where where would the uh, the minor child, uh, you know, be best, uh, you know, and actually, if, if it was the stepfather, um, you know, is he possibly employed? Is he able right. to continue to make the mortgage payments? I don't think the banks really care so long as the mortgage is being serve, serviced. Okay. Uh, but uh, if there is an issue then certainly that would have to be addressed. And had uh, she had an opportunity to do some proper planning, uh, that might have been addressed. And, you know, there might have been a recommendation, you know, let's get you some uh, life insurance so that should you, should something happen, you know, we've got a good plan in place and we've got the money with which to pay off the home so that the kids have a place to live until they go off to college and then start their careers or what have you. So yeah. uh, all great opportunities to talk about getting some planning done right. and just taking the guesswork like we're having to go through now right. out of uh, a, a situation when somebody, like in the case of your friend, uh, who passes away prematurely. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is, is that somebody else that I know uh, about the same age was found unresponsive and is now in a coma. So she's in the scenario oh, no. that you've talked about where she's incapacitated. So, sure. you yeah. know, it, it, you, nobody ever thinks at this, particularly at this age, that this is, can happen to you. And so, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a wake up call oh, to use a bad pun that, you know, we got to take care of our family. <laughs> yeah. We got to take care of our families and do proper planning. 
because we're all going to, oh, yeah. pa- you know, we're all going to pass away at some point, and it's it's oh, tough sure. enough on the people left behind, particularly if there's minor children. And don't add to their oh. agony by not taking, you know, the proper steps for proper planning. And how can people Absolutely. get a hold of you, Rod? Sure. Area code 858-792-3444. 858-792-3444. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. I started to say thank you for being here, but you didn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been fighting the traffic, so I just, right. uh, you know, it'd be easier if I just called in. Thank All you right. for having me. And Al, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to say hi to you tonight, but uh, enjoy uh you always enjoy having a chance to be on the show with you, but I'm sorry you didn't you get a chance. You ruined the A Rod trick, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. Oh, well, blame me then. <laughs> All right, Rod, have a good night. You too. All Happy right. holidays. You too. All right, so when we come back, Al, a couple things to wrap about. What's going to happen with taxes with the Democrats? What advice would you give to businesses when we don't know what's going to happen because the tax cuts were not made permanent by the Republicans, as well as the fact that the feds have for the fourth time now raised interest rates and it's having an effect on businesses and the economy. So we're going to talk to you Al Arias from Aviaris about this when we get back. You game? You up for it? I'm ready, baby. (laughs) Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Can you guys believe it? It's December, and we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Andrea Kay here, and if you're anything like me, you know it's better to give than to receive. Well, Charlie and the team at Liberty Tobacco, they feel the same way. That's why they have some incredible savings happening at both stores throughout the month of December that will allow you to give more to that special someone. I was just in the Del Mar store picking up a few sticks for a friend here at the station, and the humidor was full of some of the best cigars in the world, from Davidoff, Opus X, and Padron, just to name a few. Good thing I was able to get some recommendations that made it even easier to give the perfect gift. Now remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975, and they have two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via Della Valle in Del Mar. So stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for everyone on your nice list, or you can visit them online at libertytobacco.com.
Don't you wish you could choose your own monthly mortgage payments? If you're 62 years or older and have sufficient equity or own your home free and clear, a reverse mortgage loan may be the most powerful tool for your financial planning. With your current mortgage, in case of any emergencies or business opportunities, you may not be in the best financial position to make a move. With a reverse mortgage, eliminate your mortgage payments and receive cash or a large line of credit. With a bigger down payment, you can even purchase a home with a reverse mortgage, which is much easier to qualify for since there are no mortgage payments. Sometimes you can even qualify with just your social security income. To learn more, visit our website at aramco.biz where you can ask questions, request more information, or sign up for our next workshop. Call Aramco at 866-600-1130. That's 866-600-1130 or visit aramco.biz. Aramco, purchase, refinance, reverse. DRE 01853626, NMLS 27716. Not all borrowers qualify. I always love telling you about Omaha Steaks over the holidays, and Omaha Steaks has a great offer just for you when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code MikeG into the search bar. Get this, 74% off Omaha Steaks family gift package. It's originally $195, now only $49.99 for all this meat. Four hand-cut top sirloin steaks, two premium pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha Steak burgers, four kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, and three more burgers free. Omaha Steaks, a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef, hand-cut by master butchers in Omaha. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com like I do. Type in Mike G in the search bar to send the Omaha Steaks family gift package today. omahasteaks.com. Type Mike G in the search bar. FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego Welcome back to The Andrea K Show I was waiting for a little gangsta music Boy, there it is That's gangster music? Give me a break yeah. <laughs> D-O-double-G <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to be careful because Facebook will kick it out if they can recognize the song too much. Joining me is the man, the OG of taxes, the Spicoli, because he's also chill. He's chill. Al. Al Arias is with us. So, Al, what's going to happen after the Democrats take over the House with taxes? What are you advising your clients? Because the tax cuts were not permanent. That We know the Democrats have said they're going to raise taxes. What do you advise your clients to do? What's the well, strategy? The, the Democrats can't raise taxes by themselves true and all they have is the house mm-hmm. and you need the house and the senate and then uh, you go through a process where uh, almost invariably the rules passed by the house are different from the rules passed by the senate mm-hmm. they have to go to conference committee right. and after going through conference committee they're uh, submitted to the president right and the president can veto right well right so then basically you're telling your clients right now that for now things are cool. No, I'm not telling my clients anything. I don't have a, you know, it's crystal balling. Yeah. So if you are a planner like I am, mm-hmm. you plan under current law. Under current law, the C corporate uh, entity is the favored entity. Tax rate is 21%, a flat 21%. It's, it's been floated 
that maybe Trump would settle on a 25% rate. Mm -hmm. But judging by what you've been describing today Mm -hmm. about the 5.7 million and he didn't give ground and et cetera, um, I think that this is going to be a pattern Right. Where he can't be giving ground because he'll get too much pressure right. from his uh, support from, group. Yeah. Well, you know, he's uh, the tag. Well, we can't do anything about the state. Uh, and and so we haven't had a, an opportunity to really talk about that impact. But I think that the American people saw uh, the the successes and saw what it meant in real time for them with President Trump, the combination of the tax cuts as well as the easing of the regulations. So it's baffling. Well, but, to- you know, it has such a small effect the way I see it. I mean, we're so much better off in the economy. And he got no credit. We lost 40 seats. Well, and that's one of the things that I was going to say that's baffling to me is that even Californians were saying they – Millions of Americans got bonuses they didn't have. More people got jobs because of the tax plan, the easing of the regulations. I mean, the average American felt the benefits of it, but yet they're still out voting Democrat, like here in the state of California, where we're about to get completely jacked by the state in ways they've just were trying last week to tax us on texting. I mean, they are con- the Democrats are constantly they want looking. to tax services, professional yeah. service. They- all they do is tax and spend. That's just how it is. Yeah, and it and, and it's amazing to me. I think in California, though, the one of the reasons why we lost so many seats here wasn't f- because of voters. It was because of what is illegal in other states called ballot harvesting. There's election stealing going on across the nation, particularly here in Southern California, which is why on election night – a lot of the seats that we ended up losing, we actually won. But through illegal means and through bad voter rolls and a variety of different methods, the Democrats have successfully you know, stolen the seats. But, you know, you never hear that as a matter of uh, broad disclosure. In uh-uh. other words, it, when, when we talk about election fraud, the consensus is there isn't any. And so now, by your testimony, there is. But where is that coming out? Well, the Republican Party here at the state. Yeah. Where is the Republican Party right now in terms of of (laughs) non-existent? They're non-existent. They're not doing anything about it. Right. You know, and if we don't clear that up and the Republican Party has allowed here in the state of California to pass the law, make it possible for ballot harvesting, to make it possible for the provisional balloting and all that and all the different ways that you can cheat and steal elections. The Republican Party for for decades now has basically allowed the Democrats and they were and had it not been for Trump. They were going to allow the Democrats. Well, they have for two years now. We've had the control of both houses of Congress, but the Democrats have been controlling everything. All we've we got the initial tax cuts. We still don't have Obamacare repeal and replace. We still don't have the border wall funding. We and that's still got to be voted on right now by the Senate. So you know, and I think it's because the Republican Party, the majority of the Republicans are just as much for open borders, big government spending as the left. They just don't want to be honest about it, so they prefer to be the minority party so that they can hide behind the excuse of not being the party in power when this when this so tonight the house voted to add 5.7 billion dollars for the wall it's going to go to the senate the senate's going to have to bring in 10 democrats why because they were too lily liver to get rid of the filibuster proof majority we we could have already had this but the republican party doesn't really want us in the long fall 
Not not uh, changing the filibuster rule. Well, but you know what? In the in the past two years, how many more illegals have come into this country? How many more issues could have been solved? How much more damage has been done to this country? Would Molly Tibbetts be murdered if we had had a if we had had a border wall? And this is a crisis going on in our country. We are at a crisis point. Twenty trillion dollars in debt, open borders, millions and millions and millions. I'm tired of the eleven million dollar number being thrown around. It's more like fifty, sixty million illegals in this country, and little by little. We, and then you look by by also not taking control of things economically. You look at the way that they've taken over our school systems. They're churning out socialists that want to vote, you know, for communism in our country. The, the well, Repu- but when it comes to taxes, oh yeah, back to uh, taxes. Final thoughts. We got a minute left. <laughs> <The> yeah, back. <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. Oh, really? You cool. got a minute, baby. Wrap it up on taxes. <laughs> okay, so if they want to raise taxes on individuals, which. Uh, has a serious effect on business. Yes. Um, not a good idea. But if they do, businesses have to go to C-Corps and get that 21% tax rate. Yeah. And all planning. You can you can be a married couple we're, we're and make $315,000 taxable and pay an all effective right, that music, tax rate of 20%. That music means we're out of time. <laughs> we'll be right back here tomorrow, Friday at 6 p.m. Boo. Love you all. Thank you, Al Arias, the OG. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 